Welcome to another episode of Hacks and Hobbies. In this episode, I want to talk about what I've been doing and what's been happening around and uh, why the updates to the bees have been so short and sweet. Well, I haven't been inspecting the bees because of the other activities in a life of a parent, of a family member. You know how it is. It's summer. This is the first season for Hacks and Hobbies. And summer became quite hectic with lots of events on weekends as well as during the weeks. So, haven't had a chance to go look at the hives, do an inspection, and see how they're doing. Now, a couple of days ago, I did go around uh, 7 p.m. Go to look at the hives to see what, uh, what they look like on the face of it. And, wow, were they bearding. They were bearding massively. And I took a couple of photos, pictures, <laughs> a couple of pictures of the beehive and how badly it was bearding. And it all attributes to how crazy the weather has been. Okay. So today... So today I got a notification from the Media Map, an article posted by Anchor. Now I follow Anchor because I use their services and I absolutely adore their application, the service they provide to us podcasters. Uh, last time I spoke about how they had recently introduced listener support ability for any listener to support their podcast. And today they announced that listener support is now natively available in all of the the podcast apps such as Stitcher, Beaker, and many more. And to go to those lengths, lengths, Anchor has been collaboratively, co- Anchor has been working collaboratively with the other uh, podcast players, podcast uh, service leaders, and it's just amazing. It's something that has not been done in a very long time. A way to support podcasters through their listeners so pretty hyped about that uh initially i i thought the word meant it's now available nationally but that doesn't make sense anchor is available globally all around the world and listener support um you might have to go do some research 
but listener support might be available in the US initially or maybe it's available everywhere don't quote me on that go take a look at uh, anchor.com sorry anchor.fm slash support or just on their website you can find out uh, information about what listener support is all about so pretty hyped up hyped about this the next article that I ran into on medium while reading about the listener support was about how you should never publicize your ideas never publicize what you're working on and a great example that led in from it was the Wright brothers and Langley now Langley was supported by hundreds all of America essentially they had the backing from everybody the government and many companies to create the first flying the first airplane essentially but on the same time the Wright brothers were also working on this and the Wright brothers succeeded whereas Langley didn't the reason that is attributed to was how Langley got all this fame and, and recognition about that he's going to create this airplane but ended up failing because in the mind of the person or they they had already achieved success as if they've already created the plane so they so he didn't focus on or following through on creating this device creating this thing creating the airplane whereas the Wright brothers they were working vehemently and um, unstoppably on their creation without publicizing just trying to get it to work they didn't advertise anything till they knew that they could fly and that's when everybody was like whoa they achieved what Langley was not able to pretty amazing story and it's not very uncommon I mean it this is something that Tony Robbins teaches us he talks about to create success in your mind imagine that you're already doing the things that will create the feeling in your body in your mind that you've already overcome your lackings I don't know how to explain it but it it's it's kind of a <clears throat> mindset you create a mindset you mainly mindset mindset of ex <clears throat> of success and by creating the mindset of success you allow yourself to succeed um, so yeah that was uh, very interesting and I just wanted to share 
what that meant for me. So what does it mean, mean for me? Well, before I go any further, the author mentions in the article that instead of up, instead of publicizing what you're working on, so you don't, and it's it has to do something that's personal to you. So if you start talking about that, yeah, you're gonna lose weight, you're gonna drop some inches in your waist. And you start publicizing, and and uh, all the folks that you're telling them, they're like, "Oh, you already good, look so great," but you haven't really started working on it. And then that basically creates a feeling, "Oh, I don't really need to work on myself. I already look great, right?" So you don't end up losing that weight. So what he mentions is Tim Ferriss. Tim Ferriss is a great author, activist, and um, he's got an amazing podcast, The Tim Ferriss Show, and he's written many books on uh, hacking uh, hacking your life in, into being successful and whatnot. So he talks about fear setting. So instead of goal setting... You set a fear, um, triggers, uh, or if you're planning to do something, what fears are do you have that might keep you from getting you to that goal? So you set those fears up, you write them down. Um, for example, I'm going to be, if I go into business for myself, I might go completely broke. Or if I start an investment, I might go completely broke. So you write these things down and then you write down next to them how you're going to overcome that fear. Now, this exercise, when when you face your fears by writing them down on how you're going to face these fears, your mind is feeling much lighter. The fear of the unknown is now known, and you know exactly how you're going to combat this. And that's something that I'm struggling with myself. Sure, I've got this podcast that I'm not sure how many people are listening to. Um, I've got uh, many other ambitions. Uh, for 2018, I had planned I'm going to do great things, and I've embarked on many great journeys. I've connected with a lot of people. I've um, expanded my network. I've uh, launched this podcast. I've got into beekeeping. I've got a brand new baby. Um, I'm shooting a lot lot more videos than I did last year. Last year I spent a lot of time biking and sure I did shoot a lot of video on my bike as well. So my fear of shooting is that I'm not getting enough time to edit these videos. So need to need to come up with a way to overcome those fears myself. I'm going to switch topics and uh, talk a little about little about hacks and where the hacks come from in this podcast so hang around for a little bit
be right back. So, where does hacks come from hacks and hobbies? Well, one of the reasons I wanted to put hobbies in the name is because I've been told I have a lot of hobbies. And I probably mentioned a whole bunch of them in the first pilot episode and a couple other episodes. Um, but I want to talk about hacks. I do a lot of life hacking by um, turning things around or just using things a little differently. I think I talked about a hack in one of the episodes using rubber bands with hangers. Um, one of the biggest hack that I've been working on uh, since 2005 and this this was an a crazy revelation right so I've been a fan of the Windows operating system for the longest time uh, well till I switched so this was around the time Windows Vista came out this was nine this is 2005 or 6 and I was listening to a keynote speak speech by Apple, um, by Steve Jobs, and um, he was talking about how they had been looking to switch over from the PowerPC CPU to the Intel processor. And I remember very, I was like, wait, you're telling me that you've been running the past five, for the past five years, you've been working with Intel to bring over the operating system to the Intel chip. Wait, is this the same Intel chip that's inside my desktop right now? And right around that time, I was so fascinated and excited. I was like, holy shit, holy, holy smokes, I am going to get myself a Mac operating system. And I started searching, found the OS 10, OS 86, wait, or OS 10 86 project.org, insanely Mac. There was a ton of website, websites and forums that were already talking about how to build a Hackintosh. Of course, hack, hack be. Uh, replacing Mac from the Macintosh and you're building a Hackintosh so for the past 15 years since 2005 um, or maybe it's less than 15 anyhow for the past so many years I've been running a Hackintosh I've had many iterations from starting from Tiger then going on I, I can't remember the names. Tiger, Leopard. No, there was no Leopard. Yeah, I'm sure you'll help me or be telling me which one it was <laughs> the next. Anyhow, starting with Tiger, I... Oh, Lion. Tiger, Lion. Then we had Mountain Lion. 
Um, so starting back then, I had I purchased hardware and I made it work, and I had a Hackintosh system going, and I was so excited. I was like, I'm finally using a Mac Mac operating system uh, on my Intel chips. And Windows was in a really bad state. Windows Vista, I believe, had just come out, or it might, it might be another name. I I can't remember. It was so horrible. I played around with the beta version of that Windows operating system, and I was not happy. And I was like, you know what? I'm happy with the Mac OS. And I started learning how to use the Mac operating system, and the 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 differences the UI differences as well as the user experience all of that was very new and very exciting for me and so for the past 10 plus years right I've been using a Hackintosh uh, two years ago I of course every couple years every three to four years I would upgrade my hardware to support the latest operating system as well as as well as have a faster machine. So a few years ago, I upgraded my hardware to um, an X99 series motherboard, which is a desktop workstation. X99 motherboard uh, running a six-core Intel processor, giving me 12 threads. And this, and with support up to 128 gigabytes of RAM, and I was like, "Dude, this is so exciting!" Of course, I didn't jump on, jump and get a full 128 gigs of RAM. Um, I think I I started with 16 or 32, and now I'm now now I am up to 64 gigabytes of RAM. Anyways, that was exciting. I found a good, excellent guide on getting. Al Capitan working on this X99 system and then eventually I upgraded to Sierra this was about a year ago maybe less so but uh, I upgraded to 11.12.6 and since then I have not been able to go back and boot up my machine and I was like, you know, that's fine. I don't have enough time anyways. I'm just going to stick around with Windows. But now that I'm doing uh, a lot of more video editing and hoping to do more video editing, I I want to go back to my Mac and edit video on Final Cut Pro. Although I have some experience with Premiere, I'm, I still like the workflow that Final Cut Pro 10 provides. So for the past couple of days, I've been trying to install High Sierra on uh, the Hackintosh. And um, I'm already running High Sierra on my, on my wife's 2011 macbook and my 2014 macbook pro is also running high sierra but what's crazy is that 
Um, I just have not been able to get past the boot sector or the 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 boot process, and I've been reading and reading different guides and and different um, forums. I I only always go to Tony Mac X eighty six dot com forum, and there's there's a ton there's tons of guides there. But I have not found a successful guide for the High Sierra because there there's some differences between the motherboard that I'm using and the motherboard that um, the other guys are using. They're using X99-A. I'm, I've got an X99-E, the cheapest X99 motherboard I could find. Um, I don't know if I'm going to continue to try to get this hack going back up again or if I should just go buy a Mac Pro. Now I know next year Apple is going to announce a Mac Pro, but I found a 2013 Mac Pro <clears throat> for about $1,600. And it's a Xeon 3.7 gigahertz processor in there, a four core, a quad core with uh, 12 gigs of RAM. They did mention that RAM and hard drive space is upgradable on this machine. The only thing that you're stuck with is the same uh, graphics and CPU. Now I was looking at some Geekbench scores comparing that Mac Pro with the machine I have and it's almost the same it it's a little slower but hey it will be a dedicated Mac Pro that I can always count on and get work done so tell me what you think should I go ahead and purchase this Mac Pro or should I um, spend some more time trying to get the Hack Pro um, getting back up and running again anyways uh, just wanted to share my hack stories and uh, see what you think this weekend I will be going back and inspecting the hives I do have a shoot coming up as well on Sunday need to follow up on that but that's all I've got for today. Thanks for listening. And keep that podcast running. Live with compassion. Thanks, guys.